Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. We become so accustomed to the stories of the Bible that we normalize them. And in order for me to grab the meaning of a story. I like to place myself right in the midst of it. Even if I've heard it many times, it always has something new to offer because it is the Word of God and it is alive and it's powerful and it's real and it's directed to me. In the stories of today, we are thinking about the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And for that, we're looking at a reading in the book of Numbers 21 where Moses in the desert brings up a cross with a bronze serpent to bring healing to the people. And we find that in the psalm of today, which is 78, we are reminded not to forget the works of the Lord, which is what the people with Moses did and why they needed the cross. And we have a second reading today because it is a day of such importance to be thinking about the cross that in Philippians Paul tells us that Jesus didn't regard equality with God something to be grasped he is God but he's walking as a human and wants to honor everything in our humanity so what he does is he empties himself completely and takes on the form of who we are becoming obedient so that as a full human, he can also die like we have died. And because of these, uh, Paul says, God greatly exalted. And it is from here that we take the word exaltation of the cross because he was exalted by God for his obedience, for walking in solidarity with us in every way except sin so that every tongue can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That is how the reading for Philippians today ends. And then we have a very short gospel reading where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and we know how beautiful the conversations with him are. They are sources for wonderful meditations because he comes with an open heart when all the Jewish leaders did not have an open heart. And he comes to Jesus at night in gardens, in places where he can ponder with the Lord. He can see that God is at work, that God is in their midst, that Jesus is God. And Jesus, with infinite patience, knowing that Nicodemus wants his heart to be open, says to him, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And then tells him, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the man, the Son of Man, be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. 
So Jesus himself is mentioning this story in the book of Numbers that we're going to meditate on today. And he's using it to open the heart of Nicodemus, who is trying to understand what's happening here. What do I have in front of me in the, in in the, this manhood of Jesus, in this divine um, explanation that he offers us as God himself? And Jesus says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes might not perish but might have eternal life. And he was sent into the world not to condemn it but to save it. So in what way are we lifting up our eyes to this cross that saved the Israelites in the desert and is saving us today just like it did the Israelites, those that were there for Jesus when he was dying? How are we lifting up our eyes in the middle of the crosses of the moment, back in school as we are, teaching, learning from our homes, still in big lockdown frustrations? Many people have lost jobs. There's economic difficulties. The skies in California look completely orange and people are suffering, losing their homes to fires. While we are watching other hurricanes forming in the Gulf. So there is turmoil all around us. So let us dive into the readings of today asking the question of the day. How am I lifting up my eyes and positioning them on the things above as I walk through the difficulties of today? Place yourself in the first reading in Numbers 21, where we find with their patience, worn out by the journey, can you imagine? You have seen the Red Sea parted. You have walked on dry land with water all around you. You have witnessed an incredible miracle. In my own family, Four years ago, right around this time in September, we had a lethal accident where all of us should have died and we didn't die. We came out on dry land and everybody that watched that accident, from the sheriff who came, from the pilot that took my husband on a helicopter, from the jaws of life, all the firefighters that were there at the accident, all of us sent on different ambulances and arriving at a hospital where the doctors were lifting up our shirts and looking for bruises and saying, we cannot understand how you are not pulverized because we were hit at over 70 miles an hour by a very large truck. So a miracle happened in our life. And yet, when with our patients worn out by the journey, we forget we begin complaining. So the subject of the emotional quest for today is losing our patience, forgetting what God has done for us already in beginning the process of complaining. So what are they telling? They're saying, Moses, you brought us up from Egypt and there's no food, there's no water and this food that we're receiving day in and day out, the manna God is providing for them. This is wretched food. We're disgusted. So they're not grateful. They have forgotten. And how easy it is for us, right, to be 
complaining because the IT is coming down and we have all of these people that are using bandwidth or if kids are going to school, there's new regulations and there's temperature checks and there's all of these processes and the kids have to have masks and there's a lot of stress. So we can just become part of the complaining mode. So let's watch ourselves. In the story, they have just witnessed something so tremendous that then punishment comes as a form of awakening in our lives, right? So God sends seraph serpents which are biting the people and many are dying. So people come to Moses and said, we've sinned by complaining, by forgetting the incredible miracles God has done for us. Please take the serpents. We ask the Lord to take them away. So Moses intercedes. This is also the power of intercession. If we forget how to align our life with the things that matter, the, the things that God is doing in our lives, then we get a wake-up call for realignment and we can intercede for one another. So we see Moses makes a seraph, mounts it on a pole, and if any who have been bidden look at it, they live. So they are given a way to realign their vision. And that is what we are asking of ourselves today. Let's realign our vision in the midst of this new school year that begins this work environment that is all charged up. Or maybe some of you are looking for a job or a project like me and you had a shift in whatever is going on in your life right now and you're waiting. Or maybe you are suffering the grief of having lost a job. Or like a friend of mine who has a daughter that has... They're in college and 40 of their friends have now COVID-19. So we are in a very tumultuous time and we are reminded in this reading to keep our eyes on the cross. And immediately when we lift up our eyes, when we remember, when we remember, meaning remembering is like reconnecting, re-knitting ourselves to what is the truth. When we can do that, then everything around us begins to look differently. Let's look at the psalm, which offers further insights on this idea of looking up. The psalm is 78. And verse 7 says, Do not forget the works of the Lord. And that's what we've been talking about. Moses had incredible things happen and he himself forgets and the people that have walked through these miracles and wonders and food appearing for them every day complain. What is your form of complaint today? What kind of complaint do you need to leave aside? What kind of complaint do you need to turn into gratefulness? The first thing is we need to acknowledge that we are complaining and then find out why. What is the need that I have? What have I forgotten? That's why today's psalm is very useful when we find ourselves complaining. Hearken my people to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter mysteries from of old. Sometimes we just need a shift in our mind and parables and mysteries of old, remembering our own personal stories where God intervened or maybe like Moses did, somebody interceded for us is going to be that turning point that is going to allow us to begin this new week with a new sense of alignment with the things above. And to that effect, we see Paul 
in Philippians reminding us that Jesus emptied himself. This idea of emptying ourselves is a wonderful practice that we can do every morning when we meditate. So get up early in the morning, maybe even 15 minutes before the house rises. And even before you make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, take 10 minutes to breathe deeply, put some music that is important, and begin the day by filling up your heart and your mind with gratefulness for the things that your life has, that God has given you. And that gratefulness will carry you through the day. Finally, again, in the Gospel today, which comes from the book of John, chapter 3. Jesus has another endearing conversation with Nicodemus where he packs, he packs theology, he packs understanding and tells him he is the one who came from heaven and no one has gone up except the one that has come down and that is himself. And he is then predicting I will have to be that cross that all of you look up just like Moses had one that realigned the vision of those walking through the desert. I myself will now be that gateway. I myself will be that horizon that you realign yourself with to find mission, meaning, and direction in your life. I must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in me, says Jesus, may have eternal life. So where in the desert they are going to to be saved from these serpents that were lying around, For us, who now lift up our eyes to Jesus, we are going to have the hope of eternal life. And then he tells us why this has happened. Because you are wondering, if you put yourself right there in the midst of that conversation of Nicodemus and Jesus, and we just eavesdrop and say, Oh Lord, what is is it that you're saying to Nicodemus? We can see that this is not something usual. We've normalized it, right? But Jesus is telling them he's going to have to die. And he's saying, and this is so because God loved the world and gave his only son. Not only is it weird to hear that he is the Messiah, the son of God, but that out of this love, there has to be this torturous death. Like all of these is very dramatic and also very difficult to understand. But Jesus is explaining it with with love and patience and detail, everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. God did not send Jesus to condemn us, but to save us. And even that is so apparent through all the stories of the Bible where somebody who has committed a sin is brought to Jesus, all the way to the person crucified next to him in the cross. That blessed thief that is next to Jesus and says, Jesus, please have mercy on me. And Jesus, on the spot, not attending to any sins that he would have had, says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So Jesus comes to save the world. No matter how red our sins are, no matter how we've neglected God, no matter how many times we have forsaken what he has done for us with complaining, whining, or even worse, by abandoning our faith, by moving away in in fundamental ways. Even people who say bad words and just take the Lord's name in vain, we've all failed in all of these ways. Even when that happens, 
Jesus has come not to condemn us, but to save us. So let us pray together. Father Almighty, as we begin another week, we ask that you help us align our eyes with the exalted cross of Jesus, that our lives may be of praise to you, Father, that we may give with everything we are, everything we have, and everything we do, glory to your name. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you.